Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Erosion is carrying away millions of tonnes of the soil we depend upon to keep our crops alive every year. To try to prevent soil losses, farmers have moved away from some traditional techniques like deep ploughing, And they're also planting short-lived cover crops that protect the soil surface over winter. They then sow seed directly through these cover crops for the next season. The problem is that without periodic deep ploughing, soils can become highly compacted. Plants don't tend to send their roots through compacted soils so well, meaning that they miss out on nutrients and this can dent yields. But now Nottingham University's Malcolm Bennett has found that plants are actually doing this on purpose. They produce the gas ethylene from the tips of their roots and if this accumulates, it turns off the growth, directing the root growth elsewhere. Turn off the sensitivity to ethylene though and the plants grow through the compacted soils without any problems. I'm Katie Haler and I spoke to Malcolm Bennett to find out what he's been up to. Bipin Pandey, the first author on this paper, he grew roots in compacted soil versus non-compacted soil. And when I looked at the roots, they looked as if they'd been exposed to this plant hormone ethylene. And so that prompted us to say, well, what happens when we grow plants which are insensitive to ethylene? To our surprise, these plants were able to penetrate the soil as if they didn't see that they were hard. It really challenged the dogma in the field that roots can't penetrate hard soils because they're too hard. In fact, plants make a choice. They decide to stop before they have to. They produce this stop signal. And so if we make plants insensitive to this stop signal, they're able to continue to grow and to penetrate through hard soils. What's actually happening when a plant senses this compaction? So when you compress soil, you lose all those air spaces. And those air spaces are no longer so well connected. So when a root is pushing through the soil, the tip is producing this ethylene gas. And you can imagine if the soil is very compressed, this ethylene gas isn't able to diffuse away. Instead, it accumulates around the root and eventually accumulates within the root itself. And this is what stops growth. Ethylene has other roles in plant biology other than in the roots. So do you fully understand what the impact would be of tweaking the genetics to make plants ethylene insensitive? Ethylene is a very important signal for not just soil compaction, but other processes, for example, plant defences. So the last thing we want to do is make the whole plant ethylene insensitive. What we really want to do is just disrupt the sensitivity to ethylene in the key tissues. Part of this study has identified exactly the stage and the tissues in which ethylene response is induced just behind the root tip as the cells start to expand. So if we developed a clever strategy, either GM or G-editing, or even conventional breeding, ways to just suppress it in that zone, but the rest of the plant remained ethylene sensitive, that would be the best solution. 
many species have probably used this strategy to get deeper rooting anyway. I'm sure as our studies extend to other crops, other plant species will discover that they've also learned the benefits of actually switching off their ethylene response in order to penetrate deeper in the soil. It's really interesting you say that because my next question was going to be, how do you prevent these, you know, these tweaks moving into other crops inappropriately, like weeds and such? And that's a, a wider question. For example, crops such as um, oilseed rape obviously have wild relatives. You can get cross-fertilization. Of course, this would provide some competitive advantage, I guess. But until we do uh, field trials, we really uh, have no sense of what competitive advantage this does provide. But obviously, we need to be very mindful about the release of genetic manipulated materials, as is embedded in the UK legislation. Do you have evidence that this would work in all crop plants or we're just talking about a select few that you've tested? Well, we chose two very different types of plants to test our ideas, which are separated by over 100 million years of evolution. Rice plants and a close relative of uh, oilseed rape called Arabidopsis. And both of these plants, when we switch off their sensitivity to this stop signal ethylene, we observed that they were able to grow in highly compacted soils. So we're confident that crops like oilseed rape and rice and related cereals like maize and wheat should also be amenable to this approach. Do you know or can you kind of forecast what effect this might have on the soil environment? We don't. All our studies so far have been performed on lab-grown plants. We do use field uh, soils isolated from our experimental farm at the university, several different soil types, and we observed that the same ethylene-dependent mechanism operated under all these circumstances. But further work is needed to see, does it provide a yield advantage? By the root's ability to penetrate soil, can we now access those nutrient resources in the deeper soils? Can we make the plant less drought sensitive? What impact does it have on the microbiome? Interestingly, plant microbes produce enzymes which break down precursors of ethylene. So microbes have already realized the advantages of actually manipulating a plant's ethylene status. There are some really interesting questions that remain unanswered, but we now have the tools to be able to answer them. Malcolm Bennett there. And the paper discussed has recently been published in the journal Science.